What is up everyone and welcome to Hero Gab. Today we will be swinging to a conversation about how wealth and poverty can make the hero the way that they are with the amazing Dr. Bowling. So let us flash on over to Dr. Bowling. So how are you doing today, sir? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing well. I'm going to go ahead and introduce myself. My name is Michael Barbado. I'm Nick. I'm Billy Smith. And this is our episode of Hero Gab. Why don't you go ahead and start off by telling us who exactly is your favorite superhero? Uh, Spider-Man. Not yeah. even close. Okay. And why, why would you say Spider-Man is your favorite superhero? Um, so one thing I've always liked about Spider-Man is a couple things. Is One, I feel like he consistently, his consistent motivating factor in the decisions he makes is what's right. Like he, he's always trying to do what he thinks is the, is the right thing to do. Okay. And then two, I like, I, I like his story. His story plays up often the burden to him personally of being a hero. Okay. And I don't know, I've always enjoyed that, I've always enjoyed that aspect of those stories and I feel like his often captures it well because his life is always inconvenienced or even made pretty lousy okay, now, because of this. Now, okay, so going on what you said about the inconvenience and lousy uh -huh. part, uh -huh. can you go more in depth on, I guess, uh, Spider-Man and or Peter Parker, whichever Spider-Man you do like? Uh, right, yeah, no, yeah, Peter Parker. Well, how, I mean. how would you say that their life, I guess, is based or how do you say they go about their life? So you mean you mean in particular like what do I mean by it's inconvenienced or well yeah you, or said, you, just you said lousy or like yeah so so whatever it might be for him like he's you know his personal relationships okay um, financially there at there's stretches in his story where sort of he's perpetually in this kind of financially difficult situation Perfect. in part because he can't imagine giving up this part of his life. He feels this burden and this responsibility, right, okay. to, to, to continue to, you know, be a hero, and in many ways that limits his opportunities, whether, and, it, and his story's varied over the years, right, mm -hmm. but, but in the heyday for when I was reading him, like, kept him from college, kept him from all kinds of things, right, um, okay. that, that in theory he could pursue if he didn't have the power. And so now actually going off of that, mm -hmm. um, one of our main topics for this podcast actually was uh, poverty, like, within superheroes. Mm -hmm. So now... Um, are there any other superheroes that you're familiar with that experience poverty? Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, none none immediately come to mind. That there have to be examples. Yeah. But, but um. So. Uh, like, or do you have any in mind? Yeah, I'll go ahead and fill you in on some of the examples we have. So we have, uh, for instance, Luke Cage. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, uh huh. Captain America. Um, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Deadpool is one, and then Jessica Jones. I don't know if you're familiar. with I am Jessica. familiar with Jessica Jones. I'm not that familiar with whatever her comic yeah, origin story is. Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, also, on the other side of the spectrum, then, do you know of any superheroes? Well, I sure. Guess, that Tony are Stark, Bruce Wayne. I mean, if you stick in the Marvel world, well, right? I mean, Tony Stark would be kind of the classic example. Stephen Strange. I mean... Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So, now, another question I have for you is, does uh, this poverty... Let's go back into poverty, I guess, with Spider-Man. Does this poverty, I guess, affect them as a hero? Like, how does that either change them as who they are or drive them, like, as a superhero? You mean particularly the poverty side? Poverty side, um, yes, sir. That's... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if this is a little bit of a reach. Maybe in some sense, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like it's often informs his story. Okay. I don't know that it. I feel like just off the top of my head, it informs his motivations that much, right? Okay. Like he's he's not seeking to stay in a financially mm -hmm. difficult situation. He just is certainly willing to, mm -hmm. if that's what it means. Um, maybe you could argue in some sense his life. He has so little materially mm -hmm. that that makes him value this burden more because it sort of gives him maybe helps him process the poverty because it feels like he uh -huh. feels like he has a, a, a different meaning sort of looks yeah. for meaning in his life somehow of course beyond you know, maybe maybe makes him sort of not be 
material in some way, mm -hmm. and so that the, he's more appreciative. Yeah, yeah I think say? so. Yeah, appreciative, but also and 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 more dedicated to this role because mm -hmm. because it's a difficult form, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Where he is from, uh, New York City mm -hmm. is a very heavily mm -hmm. po like poverty sure ridden area. It's probably gone down recent in recent years, but do you think like where he lives and with the poverty like around him, do you think that also affects sort of his lifestyle and or him as a hero? I mean, I think it affects him philosophically. Yeah. I think in many ways, I think this idea of that with great power comes great responsibility mean, means more to him since he doesn't have much otherwise, right? That he is more appreciative of that and like, you know, the, the values that his uncle instilled in him and these kinds of things. Of um, and it certainly practically informs, it, I mean, a lot of that is sort of what makes him being a hero difficult in small ways, whether it, because he, at least again, this is back, you know, when I was reading him, you know, 30 years ago or whatever, mm -hmm. but um, he was always, his life was always, he's always stretching to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. um, he's always having trouble with employment or school because yeah. he's out being a hero at night or during the day or whatever. Seems so kind of like everything just like stacks on top of him. Like I think so, yeah. It's whether he's not behind in school, he's running late for his job or having to deal with mm -hmm. a villain the night before. Sure. Okay. Now let's go on the other end of the spectrum. Um, does the wealth, how does the wealth affect certain superheroes, you would say? Yeah, I mean, in many ways... Well, I mean, it, so, I mean, it depends, I guess, which example you look at. I think, like, so, practically, many of them are, at least, if you take, if you take the, to me, the two sort of quintessential examples of that, in the two, you know, in the two companies, Tony Stark and Bruce Wayne, I guess the first mm -hmm. ones I think of, they both would not be capable of being who they are as heroes without their financial resources that they have, right? Of course. In many ways, this isn't so much true with Bruce Wayne. I feel like with Tony Stark, his story, in some sense, is being sort of, redeemed from this materialistic view but he but he still I don't know he's still to keep the character it's sort of interesting I guess that he's still he's still very materialistic but in somehow sees that as something sees it as a negative but in, I don't know embraces it somehow um, yeah I don't know I mean his I mean I mean for me if you look at Tony if you look at Iron Man versus uh -huh. Spider-Man right everything where, where Iron Man's story has gone is you could argue not in every way but in many many ways him being a hero plus being financially well off, mm -hmm. uh, improves his life in many ways. Okay. And he sort of embraces it, and it's public, and he's popular. Mm -hmm. Whereas Spider-Man, I feel like, is often, uh -huh. and this is one thing I always liked about him, he's at the other end of the spectrum, uh -huh. right? It, at least it used to be the case. Nobody knows who he is. He's a hero in secret. Nobody really appreciates what he does. It's mm -hmm. a burden for him to do this. It costs him in other ways. Mm -hmm. So in some sense, right, it's easier for the Tony Starks of the world to to play this role and okay. it's much harder for the Peter Parkers of the world. So so in that sense, that's why I, I, I would always respect sort of the Peter Parker character more because uh -huh. every there are many things in his life that would say, you probably really shouldn't keep doing this. Of course. But he, but he feels absolutely I have to, right? Of course. So now if we look at it in terms of, um, <clears throat> say, Tony Stark, you said, great, everyone knows him, everyone mm -hmm. loves him, but yet it is prevalent throughout his comics that he does have a alcohol problem. Oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah. Very, like a very mm -hmm. big alcohol problem, but then if you kind of look at, uh, you would think he has everything given to him. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, he's very wealthy, very smart, like, what could go wrong? Like, why would you think, why would he have a problem with alcohol? But then we look at a guy like Peter Parker, who has the bare minimum. Right, sure. Like, barely has anything, like, right. it's coming from himself, like, he makes right. his own equipment, like, mm -hmm. he cherishes everything he has, and we don't really see anything, like, with that. Sure, Do you yeah. think with wealth comes, like, the extra negativity that could cause him to have his drinking problem? Yeah, or I mean... I, do you see... Is that prevalent in uh, other wealthy superheroes? Because um, a lot of times with 
in my at least my personal findings with like I guess the more po- poverty uh, struck superheroes. You feel like they sort of have stronger moral fiber exactly. often. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean certainly, certainly with the examples you mentioned, certainly with Cap, that's true. Certainly mm-hmm. with Spider Man, that's true. Definitely. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think maybe in many ways that is the way it plays out, right? For mm-hmm. most of the writers. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and I mean that is, I mean it's it's that aspect of it that's appealing to me about those characters is I like I like my superheroes to be flawed but I but but in ways different than deep character flaws if that makes any sense I'm not saying I'm not saying with Tony Stark alcoholism is a character flaw but no, like no, this no, but like, this character flaw of this narcissism or this arrogance yeah just kind of like it's, it's harder for me to root for them right? you can also kind of sense, sense in Tony Stark he kind of has like a feeling of like being better I guess oh sure yeah you sure. Mm-hmm. Tell he kind of has like that cocky upper mm-hmm. side to mm-hmm. him it's like oh I make all this money I'm very wealthy like you should love me like mm-hmm. I understand that one thing I have written down here is that the wealthier superhero will Oftentimes, you use this as a motive for more fame. Do you also kind of agree with that? Um, I mean, I don't. I mean, you could certainly see that, right? Or at least question: Is that always part of the motivation, uh-huh. right? And, and you know, it all depends on who's writing the character. But most definitely, um, you know, certainly, certainly in plenty of storylines, I feel like with the Tony Starks of the world, that's true, right? And whereas I think the Peter Parkers of the world would often try to, uh, may, maybe in sort of a martyr complex way, almost try to avoid, refuse to attention and, and fame. And so now another question for you: How would you say that other social identities connect with change and/or connect with and change and/or add to the experience of class for the ultra rich and/or ultra poor? So an example I have is like a poor black male superhero having more challenges than a poor white superhero, or let's say like a uh, where Wolverine is a poor superhero and that is linked to his drinking and his gambling problems whereas Luke Cage is just poor just because he was born in the slums of Harlem um, that was just his origin story so okay. what social identities do you see that are like prevalent in those specific ones you mean, well, like, like, I mean do you see like any social identity that really proves like okay so like a poor young black male is going to be more poor and like worse off than a poor white male like do you ever see that specifically in play out in the superhero stories yes sir. I mean I mean I mean I mean you know it, it gets I think in the writing right it's been emphasized to different degrees depending on what the current sort of social climate was in the real world, right? Mm-hmm. But I think absolutely. I mean, you know, that's, I mean, absolutely the issue of race plays in with Luke Cage's story. Of course. In ways that it just can't in Peter Parker's story, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, absolutely that's true. Definitely. Um, yeah. And I'm sure it informs, I would imagine, you know, depending, again, depending who's writing the character at the time, but informs their motivation, informs internal conflict that they have. Uh, over what they're doing, yeah, you know, it, it would be much easier to imagine Luke Cage feeling a little more conflicted at times about who he wants to help and why, uh-huh. depending on you know the injustices that he suffered as a black man, of course, versus Peter Parker, right? Of who who certainly doesn't have the burden of having experienced those things. Maybe. Most definitely, mm-hmm. and that's just a side of the spectrum that he can't even like control because they're oh no, sure, not, yeah, sure, not a black man, right? Like, sure, yeah. he can't control that. Mm-hmm. He he is a white male from. Inner City, New York, Luke Cage, black man from the Inner City, New York. It's just how it's, dist- uh, I guess, displayed. Um, and are there any like specific tropes based on superhero social status? So, which uh, an example I have here is, as you can see, Tony Stark is the more of the richer, and you can see him, I guess, in Avengers kind of clash with Captain America, who is, I guess, the leader of the Avengers, or is the leader of the Avengers. He, you can see him try to become the leader. Do you think? Richer people tend to try and lead those who are not as rich as them. Um, <clears throat> says rich. I also have here that rich heroes seem to be like um, 
more into conflict, I guess, putting themselves out there more, uh, poor superheroes, and are seem to be more rebellious, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, off the top of my head, I think that's fair, right? Mm-hmm. Um, are there any, like, just specific tropes that you see? Like, you would see, like, in Peter Parker, or that you would see in um, Spider-Man? Like, are there any, like, specific things that you would see in that in, say, another superhero? Um... But well, not necessarily that it's linked. That's linked specifically to the to the pov- the, the the material wealth issue, right? Mm, no, but just um, isn't. No, I mean not off the top. I mean I, I mean I don't know. Mm, no. So there's nothing that you like just see often in other comics like that. Um, I mean off the top of my head, like consi- like nothing that c- comes to mind. Like consistently, okay. the poor heroes often have this trait, right? Uh-huh. I feel like it varies. Varies. You know? um, I don't think it's particularly typical, for example, that a defining sort of dynamic with Spider-Man is this constant insistence on trying to treat things lightly, you know, making jokes and making wise comments. Yeah. Like, I don't think, like, oh, all the poor superheroes do that yeah, when yeah, I think yeah. about it, right? Um, in many ways, Cap doesn't do that at all in some sense, right? So that's what I mean. I mean, I don't see, I, there's nothing that comes to mind where I think, yeah, consistently, this is what you see in the poor ones, and this is what you see in the wealthy ones. Which Spider-Man actor did you prefer? So it'll be it will be interesting. Uh, right now, so so if you made me choose between Garfield and Tobey Maguire, I really liked um, the current. I really liked Tom Holland in Civil War, and I liked I really liked the way they dealt with the emotions between. My my favorite scene in Civil War is when Tony Stark is talking. If you've seen the movie, Tony Stark is talking to Peter Parker and asks him why does he do this. And for people who are familiar with the character, they know they know why Peter does what he does, and they know it's because his uncle died, and you know they, he knows it's because he feels responsible. And I really like the way that that, that Tom Holland handled this this statement because he says he says to Stark, he says because he's something like, when you can do what I what I can do and you don't, then when bad things happen, it's because of you. And that's the, gets to this whole thing in the in the comics too. This this burden this burden that he feels. For having this, and he's it's 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 horrible for him to have it, but he's absolutely compelled to, to use these gifts. And then Tony says something like, "Oh, so you just look out for the little guy." And then Tom Holland, like as the as the viewer, if you know the character, you know what he's thinking about. But he just says, "Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm just trying to look out for the little guy." But really, it's this deep moment for his character where he's thinking about this guilt and his uncle's death and mm-hmm. this and that. So it'll be interesting. Like, I'm hopeful that I really like Tom Holland in the role. If you made me choose between Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, I don't know. It'd be hard to pick. I, it's hard. I don't know if you, if, any, if you even care about those movies, but the third Tobey Maguire Spider-Man I thought was so horrible. Oh, yeah. It's, no, hard, it's hard for me to even like yeah. him at all anymore. Um, it's better than the second Garfield. Yeah, and they, well, this is the other thing. The second Garfield one's the big issue. Like, I liked Garfield in the first one. I liked Maguire in the first two. Yeah. So I don't know. It's hard for me to picture them now outside of their worst, the worst stories, you mm-hmm. know. So I, I, that's a good question. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful with Tom Holland and the way they handled those stories. Now I guess another question I could ask you stemming off of that. Now out of the three Tobey Maguire movies and the two mm-hmm. Garfield movies, do you did you prefer the three? It's hard for you. Know, I'm always two? biased I internally. Like it's just like it'll be hard for me to ever like another Marvel movie more than the first event. I'm, I'm, of course, I end up being really partial. I mean, admittedly so. Like it's not like I have a list of reasons. Mm-hmm. So like the first, the first Tobey Maguire Spidey, I really liked. And, yeah. and there's goofy stuff about it. There's stuff. Of course. But I'm sort of but always it's partial. Like, it's kind of like that first thing you saw, that first yeah, impression. Yeah. Like, well, and for me, it's like I'm you know like 
it's sort of like today. It's I, I tell my kids, it's like like for me seeing Spidey and then the Avengers. Ultimately, that's like them waiting for the Harry Potter movies. Like this thing that I grew up with, except I was waiting, you know, like exactly to like even you, see them on film have, at all. Exactly. I was like so excited about it. Because at that um, time you didn't have movies, like you, know, you just read them to the comics. Well, they, they could. Well, and they couldn't. Yeah, they just couldn't do good superhero movies. Really. Exactly. So like I I and I do think I will say I think for me I don't think. I think the first Andrew Garfield movie is a little underrated. A lot of people just hate it, and I thought he—I thought it was decent. I mm-hmm. thought he was good in it, but yeah. So, but yeah, I'll always kind of be biased to the the initial ones for some reason, right? Of course. I think that's all we pretty much. All right, have cool. Today, yeah. So. Well, I hope it was useful. But now, yeah, cool. no, I really appreciate that. Yeah.